You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome back to a, another episode of Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Ice Man, and uh, I'm in the clubhouse. We do have a special guest. He's not in the clubhouse. We got him uh, snuck in via satellite, secret UFO phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's on the telephone, and uh, he is in the great state of Florida. Uh, so we're going to welcome Hostera to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. You know, me and this fella have known each other for, like, I don't even know how many years it's been now. It's been a long, a long time. It's been a, a, a long time. It's been a long time, and we've never met each other in person. <laughs> no. Nope. So, yeah, that, that's wild. We made plans, but, <laughs> yeah, of course, but, COVID happened, and that couldn't happen. But but he he's pretty far in Florida, uh, and I'm over here. We actually, I'll give a little background. We actually met uh, playing which battlefield was it? Was it three? Oh, shoot. I, it just crossed over. I think we I think either met at the end of two or the beginning of three, but and we, it took off. We met on PlayStation online yep. playing Battlefield and became friends. And, yeah, we we played. We, was, we used to spend entire weekends <laughs> until I don't think we'd sleep sometimes playing yeah, Battlefield. No, we, Stay up all night playing video games and yes. go to work. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh he was the helmet chopper pilot, which was damn good. I was the repair man, and uh, till he nerfed shit. And uh, I was actually I I, I took pictures of it because somebody believed me, even if an old man. Uh, I was actually number one in the state of Louisiana for the longest time on repairs, and I think I was number nine in the United States on the PlayStation and repairs too for a while. Yeah, so and I, I was number seven in the world as a pilot. So we were actually work, uh, ranked at one point in time, which was funny because you know I, I think I was still in my I was in my forties at the time. I think we, you're only like twenty three or something like that. So. Something like that. Well, which was funny because you know after all that good stuff. They ended up sending me a free copy of, uh, what was it, Hardline, the law enforcement one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah they sent me a free copy of it for being that high rank. Yeah, of course, pissed. I was never did any good on that game. No, well, not when you can get run over by a couch. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Couches <laughs> me off. Cops yeah. have RPGs in the trunk of the yeah. car. <laughs> but that, that's how back, that's how we met. He was, uh, Holstera was still in law enforcement at the time. He's uh, since left the profession for uh, private business, but, uh, he 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 was in law enforcement for, for, for I don't know how many years total you had. Oh shoot, eight. Yeah. So but he's he's he wised up, got out of it, and uh, 
you know, have to, don't have to wear a gun to yeah, work when, anymore. Yeah, when it got hairy. But uh, so that's our, our backstory on how we met. Uh, tell something about your, your experience and what you have, you know, a little background on you. Oh, my background? Mm-hmm. Well, I've worked for a couple of departments ranging from, shoot, my smaller department only had seven people on it. And the dog's badge number was higher than mine. Um, that was amazing. Uh, outranked you. Way, yeah, the dog literally outranked me. Uh, <laughs> I, I I never got over that fact. But as I say, I went from there. I've worked for a, a PD that had 3,000 officers and then uh, ended up working for the federal government. And uh, believe it or not, it uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. The money's good, but boring. Very, very boring. If you're used to the daily grind of going to calls or, you know, sitting there stalking somebody on radar and stroking out a citation and you go to babysitting a facility or, uh, say, a ship or something along those things, making sure that people don't jump off of the ship and now they're wet foot, dry foot, uh, that got boring. So I, I left it and uh, now I'm a tax man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he he does. He 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 he's uh, owns a tax business, a service, and uh, he's been doing my taxes for quite a few years now too. I actually <laughs> send my stuff to him via email in Florida. Do my taxes, and he's very good at it. So, I always ask a few questions, uh, just icebreaker type things. Uh, when you were in law enforcement, you were. A, were you a 10-mile-an-hour-over guy, or were you a 15? I was a 15. Um, if I popped you for doing 10, you had a pretty good chance you weren't going to get a ticket. That was more of an exploratory stop. I would use those for other things, like, you know, making sure everybody in the car ain't got a warrant. Uh, but 15 over, there's no excuse for it uh, when they were doing that kind of stuff, especially in the smaller jurisdiction I worked for. That was a major no-no. And I – well – in that writing, particular writing tickets or yeah it, no 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 it wasn't a no no not to write a ticket trust me with the smaller pds they want you to stroke out as many as no, possible I thought, I was say, that's strange that's how do you get money. yeah no i speeding was the no no so the weird thing is i don't know why the county or whoever did it but it was on this gigantic curve when i say gigantic i mean the curve was about 10 11 miles long and at a certain point in it it goes from 65 45, 25, within so many hundreds of feet. That's like a speed it, trap. <laughs> exactly. And then that's where we sit, right at the end. So, you know, it, if somebody was still doing 15 over by the time they got that last sign, they were booking when they were at the 65. So we would usually stroke them out. Um, but right there at that intersection, it's little small town. Everybody's just kind of going, you know, right on red, not really paying attention. So, Somebody doing that kind of speed, it caused a lot of damage. We've had multiple pileups at intersections, so we uh, tried to stop it before they got too far into it. Okay. What is your uh, favorite movie? My favorite what? Movie. My favorite movie. You know what? I love all movies. It's uh, Unless I don't. If I hate it, it's just it sucks. And it, yeah, that that movie that, you know, like, like you're scrolling across the tv channel and it, it happens to be on tv and you just have to stop and watch it even though you've seen it a thousand times probably scarface to tell you the truth 
I, it's it's old school, legendary. I remember the first time I watched it, and it's either that or one of the RoboCop series. Yeah, RoboCop one was the best one. They got kind of stupid yeah. after that. Yeah, I keep telling my teenager we need to stop, uh, sit down, and watch Judge Dredd. Yeah, I actually, yeah. people make fun of me, but I actually enjoyed it. I am the law. So, I am the law. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I actually, one of those things. I actually enjoyed it, and Sandra Bullock in uh, <laughs> in spandex is pretty nice to look at, anyway. <laughs> All the the whole chest of golden plates. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like it makes no functionality make sense. It just. If you got into a you know an altercation with a suspect and all that weight on your chest is gonna it's gonna fog yeah. you down a bit. Yeah, and it looks like okay, so you got this V in your chest that's bulletproof, and what about everything else? Like they're gonna shoot your dick off, so, <laughs> man, right? Because, because you, you can have, clearly because, see it through the spandex. Because you're running around with yoga pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, know I, why that's I, a part of the uniform. I, I don't know. They I miss. couldn't be like I was like you can't arrest me. You got yoga pants on. You're a dude. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine if they changed the uniform designs of that uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at coming up you know i mean a, a nice you know light pastel purple color so it's not so yeah, expensive as black or something that, like that you that's know. coming i could see it the but i mean some of these uniform look. pants the class a's and stuff are already so tight well my it, motor pants are tight so, well, yeah, it's just because you like them boots that go all the way up to your, you well, know, some motor, some, some motor pants. You got to wear motor boots. <laughs> I, I haven't actually recently even riding lately. I mean, I need some new motor boots. And, uh, of course, they're expensive as hell because I have big-ass calves. So my boots are like $700 a pair. I've told them I needed some. I haven't got, got around to order them. So I've just been wearing my class Bs. And, actually, my department is going to, like, a, I think they call it a high, they call it a hybrid uniform where it's like a class A B combined. You can either be it can either be class B or A, like you can change the shirt with your uh brass and stuff on it or not. So but it's the same pants either way and it's kind of like a hybrid type class A B to U pant combined. So Oh, they need to just switch you guys over to those Reno nine one one shorts. Uh, I tried those and uh I'm getting older and my left nut's a little longer than my right one and it keeps <laughs> hanging out the shorts. Every time I sat down my nut would come out and it was oh, they, they said it was not appropriate me sitting on a motorcycle and one time I, it got sunburnt and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> so, sunburnt testicles. Yes, yeah, I can it, imagine it, it, that it would, was uh... uncomfortable, you know, and uh oh, sunburnt. God. I mean SPF hundred on it next time <laughs> so no it didn't and, and they just rubbed wrong you know my yeah yeah with the thongs that's basic like that. it was it was horrible so, <laughs> I, yeah it, it was it was bad so what is your favorite drink uh to wake up or put me down your just favorite I, beverage. It can be alcoholic I, or non-alcoholic. What is your well, go-to? I, my go-to is a Red Bull every morning. Get me hopping. I got to have my 20 ounce. Uh, just love it. That's, you know, I, I used to drink No Fear, and then I guess they, they stopped making them or something. I don't know what was wrong with it. But, yeah, I always had a 12-pack of those jokers in my cruiser in a cooler. Well, I, I recently, yesterday tried because i saw a tiktok on it and they said it was delicious so i had to try it of course they used screwball i went and bought and i'm not a big red bull drinker i've never been a, a fan of them but i went and bought the the blueberry red bull oh yeah and i put not the, bad 
I put the uh, old smoky peanut butter whiskey in it. I reckon that would work. Oh, no, it more than worked. <laughs> it was delicious. Very, very good. Of course, I, I'm a big fan. I've tasted, uh, I think, almost every brand of the peanut butter flavored whiskeys I have found. Screwball. I don't lie to you. I don't. I don't think I've ever had a peanut butter whiskey. Well, Screwball. This Screwball brand is, is more the higher end. It is good, but don't Does they? It tastes ha- like mostly peanut butter. Or? It tastes like peanut butter. And no kid. Yes, and they. Uh, there's a there's a brand out there. I'm not going to say the name. I actually can see the bottle because I have a bottle of it to get. In a, it was a peanut butter brand, and let's put it this way: it kind of looks like a, a. It's got a red and white label on it. And okay. Don't don't buy it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not good. Okay, and like I said, you usually get what you pay for. You know, if you're going right. to buy a 16 bottle bottle of whiskey, or you're going to buy you know. 20 30 40 120 dollar bottle of whiskey you get what you pay for but, well that's it i've always been a jd man myself you know i like jack i like and, J- uh, jack's just kind of my my norm now if i want well, I'm, I'm a i'm a big woodford guy i love the woodford woodford reserve okay but you put that it's on th- you drink that on some ice just chill it it's it's you know a little it's not the highest end it's on the higher end of it uh Elijah Craig is real good. Uh, but I've drank some real high end, but you don't mix those. But the peanut- yeah, they're they're but, more of a uh, luxury. You sit around and put it on some rocks, and you know, sit there and socialize. Yeah, and uh, the uh, anyway, I found the Old Smoky brand, which everybody knows. I talk about all the time. No, they don't sponsor me. They fucking need to. So I talk about them enough. But <laughs> the Old Smoky brand I found has the uh most peanut butter flavor to it so huh but right now right now my go-to which i have been drinking now for months i, I every now and then i'll drink some of the peanut butter but my go-to right now still is the salty watermelon and the only people i've seen that makes a salty watermelon flavored whiskey is all smoky because i've looked because i'll give everybody a chance but they're the only ones that uh, I've seen that make the salty watermelon. Talked about it on Wednesday night. Go back and listen to my new mixture on it. It is fucking phenomenal. It tastes like watermelon a, whiskey. Well, I can't be the only one of your followers that just can't fathom how that would be I'm a combination. Telling you, well, salty watermelon flavored whiskey, and it tastes like watermelon. Yes, and well, I take a, a regular size Yeti cup. Or metal stainless steel cup would just say Yeti because that's what everybody calls them. The the full size, you know, like about thirty ounce, I guess. Fill right. it up, fill it up with ice. I put two shots of the whiskey in it, one shot of the sour mix. I recently found at Walmart they have a cranberry watermelon flavored cranberry juice. I just right. put three shots of that, and I was using a lemon lime soda. Because we're not using Sprite because Woca-Cola makes them and we don't consume Woca-Cola products. So you use 7-Up or Lemon Lime Flavor, I was using that. But Crush, I saw, actually has a watermelon-flavored soda. Yeah, they do. And it's actually pretty good. So I was take, I removed the Sprite and I added the watermelon-flavored soda. I finished it off with that. You stir it, you drink it. And like I said, Wednesday, even Bam liked it. 
it tastes like a fucking jolly ranch watermelon jolly rancher which is quite can be quite dangerous because it's a you know uh 40 proof whiskey over i mean it's 40 percent alcohol whiskey so i think it's like seven i don't know proof on it yeah so that's up there with jack yeah so it's uh and so you're drinking it and you taste no alcohol in it so that makes it oh that's dangerous extremely dangerous but it is so good i'm telling you if you get it and try it you're gonna, well, you're, gonna it, you're gonna thank I'm me. not really one for it. Sounds like you're taking manly drinks and making them frou frou. It's not frou frou, it's delicious. It, I made myself a spritzer. No, it's not a spritzer. <laughs> it's not a spritzer. Well, no, because you're using whiskey, so it'll get if it gives you a kick. It's good. definitely I mean, not. Uh, t- hey, every now and then. Now, I did take, I did take the uh, apple flavored crown. And I don't know if you've seen it. They have a blue Pepsi out now. It's like a mixed berry flavored Pepsi. It's called Blue Pepsi. And right. I got one of those, and uh, I put the the watermelon. I mean, not the watermelon. The apple crown in the blue Pepsi, and it was fucking great. Also, just it was just the blue Pepsi and the crown, just like if you do Crown and Coke or whatever. Or have I see. But, now I and, hear that. Now I'm going to tell you one that you've got to try, and I'll tell you. It. I stumbled across it. That's a lie. One of my buddies that uh, he comes up and stays with me during the uh, tax season and works with me. He uh, he did it one night, and he goes, "Dude, you're not gonna believe this. Take a sip." And I'm not much of a Mountain Dew guy, but what he did was he he's a heavy pourer. I am too. He took, uh, you know, Jack Daniels makes an apple. Yes, yes. So he makes he took the Jack apple. And mixed it with a can of Mountain Dew. So, I can see let me explain good. what it tastes like. Uh, you remember the little push-up pops that the kids get from the store and put it in the freezer? Yeah, uh, eating ice the, cream out of a toilet paper roll. Yeah, I remember. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> uh, the clear plastic with the liquid inside. Oh, you're you talking off, about just, I call them just freezy pops. Yeah, yeah. Okay, freezy pops. You know the green one? The apple one? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how that Jack and uh, Mountain Dew taste. Oh, I can see how that tastes good. And I, I mean, it was amazing, but I told him I can't do it. Uh-uh. I, that'd be way too dangerous. Jack is way too strong to be drinking when you can't taste it. Well, I also like, since we're not caught, I mean, I, I really like the salty caramel ones. What I want to yeah. do, I haven't tried it yet. This is the idea I had, and I'm sure somebody else has done it. But I wanted to get the the, the vanilla crown that they make okay and put it in root beer and see if it kind of tastes like a root beer float well at that point just add ice cream you got your well i'm just saying i'm just wondering i'm wondering if it's gonna taste kind of like a root beer float kind of thing going on there maybe but you got to use barks i found that all these other brands uh, that are releasing root beer are just that they just don't eat look look the asian lover who's been a guest several times it came last time he was here he brought me a six pack of a beta root beer and it, it it's fucking phenomenal well you make your own don't you well yeah but mine i make's not carbonated so if you want carbonated uh, right yeah okay. but uh, the abita barks is awesome but a beta root beer is also awesome but i don't know if that's just something local in louisiana or not you saying beta like uh, abita uh, like brop abita yeah they have an abita beer here it's from abita springs it's a small town here but they have a beer they make they make a root beer also okay but uh it's really good but i, I want to try that 
Sorry. Well, one of my other guests had uh, sent me a message a while back, uh, a female, and I had she had tried the uh, peanut butter and really liked it, but she sent me a thing where she did it. You take uh, Godiva chocolate liqueur and mix it with the peanut butter whiskey, and it tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup. No, that would be good. So that all about Reese's cup. I, I mean, I did that. It's more of a shot, but it was really good also. All right, so you it's going off on a tangent on whiskey here. <laughs> <laughs> we digress. We, we 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 like our whiskey, and it's right? really when you you know I, I can't tell you I haven't gotten I haven't even got a a buzz in so long. It's but that I guess I'm because of my alcoholic. Because usually if I do drink, it's like one or two drinks, and that's it. Uh, I just drink because I like the taste of it now. Yeah, but you've been so busy remember, working home and this. And well, I remember it's quite a few times me and you got uh, lit up while we were playing some of those online games. And oh yeah, and I'm convinced we actually played better. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, but we, everybody always says they think they play better, but no, our scores actually went up. Yeah. <laughs> Except when we got really bored and we'd sit at home base and fuck with other people. <laughs> yeah, putting C4 on the spawn vehicles so the yeah, minute they pull out yeah. of the deployment, we We'd could launch shoot them across the, the map and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we used to, we were some assholes too, but it was fun. But we got bored, hey, it when you're that fun. high on the, you know, on the charts, what am I going to do? Yeah. Play another lobby and whip the crap out of everybody? Yeah. yeah. Except for every time, every time we come across some little 12-year-old that would be really good and, and <laughs> cocky and end up, you know, I think I, I got, uh, somebody told me I needed to calm down one time because I told some kid to get off of there. It was past his bedtime. It was time for his dad to molest him or something like that. So <laughs> he was like, I mean, this, this little kid was like taking us both out. Like we were, it was like, it was crazy. It was aggravating the shit out of us. Like, this little motherfucker. <laughs> well, yeah, because they would always do things like hiding on the other side of the map behind a building. Uh, no, that was and our you friend. You can't get to him. That was our friend we used to play with. His gamer tag was uh, Brooklyn Goon. Yeah, he loved to play sniper, and that fucker could get on the other team and go hide and shoot us in the head every time we tried to move somewhere. So we'd take the whole game to finally sneak around him to cut his throat. If you remember, yeah, no, he was good. That's for sure. Yeah, I, he was a good sniper. He wasn't one of these that sits up there and doesn't kill anybody. He actually would. It, all of a sudden, he'd just be, "Oh, stare, there's a guy behind you," and pop, there goes the guy behind me. Yeah, and you have no idea where the round came from. We had some good times. And, uh, oh, yeah. So let's uh, give me a story. Start out whichever one you want to start out with. Uh, well, we'll start off with the one I was explaining to you. All right. So this has been a, quite a few years back. Obviously, I've, I've been off patrol for a while, but I was with this one large department. It was not a small department. It was a very large department. And uh, I was a supervisor at the time and uh all of a sudden a, a call for service went out and that if you understand like districts how they break everything up it was real weird that they were asking me to respond to that area uh and it wasn't until i realized where it was it's essentially one of those high-end condo areas where everything's almost an apartment complex but the condos alone to even purchase the smallest one, it starts at about $1.5 million. So you have to have some pennies to get in there. I picked so up I, two of those last week. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you might have actually even been there the night I showed up anyway. 
Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I get over there and of course I find three patrol units because the call for service stated, uh, there's approximately 25, 35 individuals at the pool area. Uh, management told us that nobody lived there. Uh, they all were trespassing and they had music, extremely loud music. So we go in and I, of course, go through the gate first and I, I light up the crowd because here it is. It's about 11, 12 at night. Um, there's of course a bunch of people. I hit them with the spotlight and, uh, they kind of turned the music down and they came towards us. And one of the individuals, he, uh, they're all male. This is all male pool party, which I didn't think was suspicious at the time. And then all of a sudden, I don't know. How did you not think that you were at a pool party? And and I want to know how many of them were in man bikinis, a good half of them. But some of them were fully dressed. That's the thing is I didn't understand what was going on in the, uh, it was just weird, but I, I took it as it was for a call for service and figured, Hey, maybe they were all trespassing. Cause it's a really nice place. I could see why somebody would want to go and get inside of this pool. And uh, the pool even has a water fountain in it. That, that tells you how quality it is. They had a bidet um, in the pool. Yeah. Pretty much a bidet. Uh, so all of a sudden this one guy approaches me and I'm, uh, I'll even use a voice for it because you can't make it up. And he just, Jesus Christ, the strippers are here. And he proceeds to lay his hand on my chest and kind of stroke it. And I immediately. Well, at least it was back. your chest he was stroking. Yeah, yeah, no, he'd have done anything else. He'd have been in the pool for sure. Either that or riding the lightning. Uh, and I just. He might I, have like, wanted to, I don't know what you call it. Maybe he wanted to ride the lightning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's what we call it, the lightning. <laughs> anyway, uh, I told him, I said, excuse me, sir, don't touch me. And he goes, oh, you're frisky, aren't you? And completely, he's seriously thinking that me and the three officers behind me are exotic dancers. Uh, we didn't find out until later, but it turns out that this is what that particular group called a coming out party. Um, they had a, another individual that joined their group, and uh, they were all gay individuals. And apparently they did hire strippers, and they thought we were the dancers. Um, it was it was something else. Oh, it was something, all right. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, I've got to know. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, it was... So when but, you got uh, back to your unit after they did they turn the music down? Oh no, they did turn the music down. I explained that to them. I obviously checked some IDs. Uh, they turned out they almost all lived there. Uh, management was just too afraid to offend anybody by shutting down this party. Um, I of course did not shut down the party. That's not, nor will it ever be in my job description unless they're doing something illegal. Um, but no, it, they explained all that good stuff to me. And of course, the guy is still kind of rubbing my arm and everything. And I, I turn around, I'm thinking my backup officers at some point, where the hell did they go? Well, I've got one rookie sitting there with a cell phone recording this entire thing happening. So somewhere this is a hunt video. And then I've got the other two officers that I've known for years and they, they were just sitting there rolling. They, they were almost on the ground crying. One of them was bent over laughing. 
And uh, you didn't get cold cock, did you? No. With the no. guy with the ice in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, no, we cleared it out. I went back to the cruiser, and you know, I didn't have any ones. Unfortunately, he didn't counted you. Counted your money. Uh, yeah, counted. Did you believe that guy was trying to give me ones? Twenty, forty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, I don't take off this vest for less than a hundred, buddy. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, that was something else. I mm. tell you. So you went back when you got off or? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it was outside of my, uh, my zone. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious because it's right across the street from dispatch, but they, uh, no, I didn't go back. I've been back since. Um, that's a pretty nice place to the, coming out part, to the coming out part no I didn't go back to the coming out party no I'm, I'm a happily straight man with three beautiful babies right. I uh, that, that's not my parte I, uh, I, wonder, I don't well, I wonder what, what they actually do on that if you're coming is the major word in that coming out <laughs> party or totally sticky situation i I mean just i don't know if it's that all of these individuals they all live in that building and they all you know just wanted to introduce this new individual uh to the rest of their friends i i don't know i didn't really stick around to ask i i'm sure i could probably google it and it would be a thing like they have like a large penis cake or something right right like Pin the penis on the mannequin like, type you, deal with blindfold the, on. I don't, do you want I don't the, know. the ball or the head? It's your party. You can have which one you want first. <laughs> so. Get your big old cake. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I mean, you know, I'm in Louisiana. been to New Orleans several times. Uh, this was umpteen freaking years ago. Uh, like I said, umpteen years ago. I mean, I, I think I was in my freaking early 30s or something like that. Anyway, had a blind date. Uh Chick was living in, inside the city in New Orleans. Went down there, met her first time, you know. I mean, she was attractive girl and stuff. We had we talked on the phone, that was it. Uh it, computer internet stuff was new, so I mean, basically you could meet people that didn't have pictures and shit, really. Yeah, you had to talk. Yeah. But anyway, went down there, met her, picked her up. We went down to Bourbon Street. Well, she wanted to we ended up in, in this bar called Oz, which if anyone's familiar with New Orleans, it is a, a gay bar. Which I'm not homophobic. It, that did not bother me. I don't care, uh, you know. Right. I don't care. I have my, my son's homosexual. I don't care. I've never been homophobic. Be who you want to be. That's you know, if you're a man that likes a man, good for you. If you're a woman, that right? Likes you a woman, do you. I'll good, do me. Yep. You. I mean, but you know, also like I said, I was in a gay bar. She had to go relieve herself. So now I'm standing at the bar. By myself. Okay. And yes, I, I was approached by a man. Uh and he did uh start coming on to me. But, <laughs> but you know did what? Did you just you know, say he was coming? <laughs> no, no, he he was uh you know, he, he gave me some compliments, you know, said I was I was younger then, much better shape. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, you're so attractive. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to give her, I'm not, and, and this guy don't know I'm in a gay environment. So, I mean, right. he's automatically going to assume here I am, you know. So, I mean, I can't get mad at this guy. No. And, you know, it, he's not, 
but it, it, I ended up, it ended up working out because about that time she came out the bathroom and she saw this guy like flirting with me and she's like, oh, he's with me and plants this big old wet kiss on me. So it was a great icebreaker at that point for that. So, but yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not homophobic because it's pretty cool. They'll take them light sticks and spin them around them. Them, them, them gay people can party. Okay. Oh yeah, they can definitely party, and they're fun to hang out. Yes, with. yes. I, so I, I've got a few friends myself, and I tell you, everybody get offended if we make fun of gay people. It's called comedy because right. I don't care. Absolutely. I don't care. I don't care if you are or not, but you know, I'm sure gay but people the, make straight jokes. So absolutely, sure it is. Now so I, I want to go back and ask a question because you skipped right over the fact that you ended up at a a gay bar. Whose idea was it to go to that particular bar? It was the females. Oh, idea. okay. All right. So, so she wanted you to meet her friends or something. I don't know. I mean, she just, I don't know why she wanted to go there. It's where she wanted to go. So that's where we went. <laughs> uh, it might, sure like wasn't said, your choice. I mean, maybe she was just testing to see if I was some kind of, you know, homophobe or something like that. People do that shit to you. So I don't no, know. They, I don't know. It was, it was one date, one time. I mean, that was all it ended up being, uh, she uh would find out later, you know, she was like nothing against her. She was a little weirder than I prefer. She would not not she you know, she was come out and told me she's some witch with wicked and all all kinds of way above oh, yeah. whatever I was, you know. Hey, she can do her. Yeah, you know, not we, in New Orleans. I'm sorry, know, there's way we, too many we, than Queens we, down there. We we had, we had a good time and uh uh, you know, I made a new friend and Hope she's having a good life wherever she's at now. I mean, she didn't cast any spells on me or nothing like that. So I got out of there in one piece. <laughs> yeah, that's the important part. How do you break up with somebody that you're in a relationship with? It's a well, bitch. Well, I, what, we weren't <laughs> in a relationship. It was a blind date. Gotcha. No, I meant like if it would have progressed and you became in a relationship, you can't just tell a girl that's a witch, I don't love you no more. Yeah. That's how you wake up yeah. and all your hair's falling yeah. out. You know, you know, you got a dick growing out your ear or something like that. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm glad we're it, on the same page. It can be pretty bad. I mean, so be careful if you're dating a witch, not a bitch, a witch. Be careful. <laughs> close, close in resemblance, but you know, not always the same. No, oh, no, they're way different. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're, no, if you're dating a bitchy witch, now you really yeah. got fucking problems. <laughs> of course, yeah, that's an issue. So uh, we talked about gay naked stories. Because uh, <laughs> Freebird, you know, Freebird, my great buddy, uh, I texted him today. We all know I talked about, you know, Mrs. Freebird did pass away, unfortunately, early, two-way, early at a young age. He, he's hanging in there, uh, you know, still having a hard time on days. And uh, you know, he's my brother, and I love him. And eventually get him back on here. And, you know, he's, he's going through it right now. So if you're religious, pray for him. If you're not, just keep him in your have good thoughts for him anyway but uh yeah. his thing is is he my thing is you know he's never had his naked he never got a naked call so you have any naked calls you, you're kidding me no, okay well need a naked if you got it we need to hear oh it. oh yeah of course i've had many of naked calls and uh, i'll tell you uh one that i'd ever thought was going to be a naked call it was just this came out as i'm trying to figure out how to put it civilian i could use the codes easy uh suspicious person is the best way to put it. Um, in the small department, uh, you heard from the big 
department, I'll tell you the small little department where I was the seventh guy. Anyway, so we get a call and it's the middle of winter. And in Florida, I know everybody picks on us and says it don't get cold. Let me tell you, as a Florida man, when it drops to like 28 degrees and we're on the bay, it's cold. Uh, you've got that, that night breeze coming in. It'll cut you. Um, either way, get a suspicious person way out in the middle of nowhere. And I knew where it was at. Uh, so I start heading that way. And when I arrive, let me kind of lay out the scene. I'm not sure if, if you got a shoreline, but it's not really a beach. It's kind of like trees. And then all of a sudden, you could essentially step between the trees and go fishing or whatever uh, out into the, you know, the salt water. But for the most part, most people don't. They just drive by that and go to the beach. Well, I see this individual because it was just the only thing dispatch gave me was uh, it's a white male. That narrowed, and I asked that him, narrowed it down. Right. A white Florida <laughs> man. Um, so either way, I, I get out there and. I asked for a vehicle description because, of course, you got to get there, right? Because when I say it's way out, uh, we're saying by car, 25 minutes to get there at the speed limit. So I get there and there's no cars, and I proceed to use my spotlight because here we are. It's in the middle of the night. It's cold. I ain't getting out and going to start yelling for people. Uh, so I hit, I hit this peach color, and I say, well— that's got to be the suspicious person. And when I say peach color is the reason I did it's He wasn't wearing a t-shirt. The man wasn't wearing pants. He was starch naked and there was no clothes anywhere near him. Uh, of course I called in, you know, uh, dispatch 10, 12 white male, no clothing. So dispatch responds, you know, laughing at this point and goes just 10, four. And I approach and at this point, don't forget to pat him down for weapons. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, I ended up never touching the guy. So I approach him and I hit him with, you know, a flashlight. Of course, I still got the strobes on the cruiser and the spotlight on him at his back. And uh, I approach and I, excuse me, sir. And I step down to kind of his side to make sure he don't have nothing in his hands. That was deadly because I didn't know if his mental capacity was right or what. So, of course, I need to see his hands and what they're doing. Well, I stepped to his side kind of along the tree line. And this man is beating his pud like it's going out of style, uh, just stroking it. And I just kind of took me back for a second. And I said, excuse me, sir, sir. Nothing, no response. So, of course, I keyed up. I was like, I think we're going to need medical transport. And uh, I, the whole time, I'm just yelling, sir, can you take a break from that for a minute and uh, have a talk with me? I'd have to, like, have the radio key and say, sir, can you please remove your uh, penis from your hands, please? And oh, yeah. Right no, I mean, I was trying to be professional. He was he was beating it like he's mad at it, buddy. It was, uh, yeah. It was something else. So at this point, my supervisor, because I was, I was a rookie. I, I mean, you know, first two years in, and uh, the supervisor rolls up. Of course, he's, he's laughing, and he walks over and goes, "Did you try to talk to him?" 
I'm like, yeah, Sarge. Watch. Sir. Sir. And I'm flashing the light in his face. Nothing. This dude is staring off into the wild blue yonder of the ocean. Just beating it. And I I mean, like, yeah. So he goes, okay. Yeah, we're going to wait on medical. (laughs) So unfortunately, the bad thing about working in the boondocks is sometimes medical transport, Uh, especially for non-life threatening, can be 45 minutes to an hour. No, we've so gotten that call before. You know, you call for, you know, the ambulance service. And you're like, 10-4, they just call back. They have a 45-minute ETA. And you're like, fuck. Right. Um, and I, I love that when it's – I really don't want to sit here and stare at this dude doing this for the next 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, did he have some lotion? Because he's going to have no skin left. <laughs> I, no, he, he, he had no lotion. That's what I'm talking about. There wasn't a car. There wasn't, there wasn't no clothes. I don't know where his clothes were. He did obviously didn't have no ID. I, I wasn't going to check the only place he could have hit it. They wasn't um, filming a, a, a episode of Naked and Afraid out there. <laughs> that's what it seemed like. Like they just dropped this dude off on the side of the road, and he just kept going and going. And uh, yeah, they <laughs> now keep in mind what I told you in the beginning. This is a twenty-eight degree night on a coastline. So, like, for instance, I'm sure you can attest oh, it's to, got the, to be the, the wind breeze you have. Oh, yeah, yeah. It probably felt oh, yeah, like it, it was, was like, of, probably felt like it was 10 degrees. Right. So I'm standing there. On, back. This is back when we had Crown Vicks, um, you know, the beautiful heat machines they are. So I was standing because I had my cruiser kind of pulled up to him. I was standing right up against the fender well, letting the heat from the engine keep my legs and hands warm. And uh, finally, medical gets there and. They proceed to load this dude up. Now they've got an EMT on both arms because I'm like disappointed. It's not really criminal. Nobody witnessed it. You know, he didn't do it in front of a little kid. He obviously has some mental issues. Let's get him help. So uh, they loaded him in a transport. And the only time he stopped pediddling himself was when they lifted him because they had he had to remove his hand. Well, they put him back in the ambulance. Right back. And he it. goes right back at it. Now, this guy didn't say nothing. He never spoke to nobody. He never did anything. I still, to this day, don't know what happened to that man, but I do know I never seen him again. I wonder if they uh, put him in the hospital as under Jack Doe. So. Well, see, that's <laughs> the thing. is, like the state of Florida, unfortunately, they did away with a lot of our mental health uh, programs. Oh, they did that in so, Louisiana also, mental health. That's so crazy. You've got people joke. like that that need help, and they can't get it. Um, that's why they're on the street now. If it's anything like right. Louisiana, and now we get the- they they shut. We had. They, I remember because I used to work at one uh, a very very long time ago. Uh, mental hospital, state run mental hospitals. Well, they I guess budget cuts or whatever. They shut all of them down. So basically, right. just let these people go because they wasn't in there for a crime. They were in there for mental issues. They just like sent them home or whatever. And right. And then we get to interact with them. And a lot of times it turns into a very negative interaction. Yes. Um, and it's not our fault. We really want to see these people get help. But unfortunately, I'm not going to let them get these decisions. But I'm not going to let them kill me or hurt me in the process of it. Either. That is correct. Absolutely. You always got to look after number one I mean, yourself. You hear it on the news all the time. Now, you know, well, that's up. He was having a, he, he, he had mental issues or he was having a mental uh episode well guess what i mean i'm sorry that the the person's having a mental episode but if they're having a mental episode that's violent towards me or somebody else gonna get hurt unfortunately 
it ends up, you know, somebody might get killed in that situation. And a lot of times it's the person having the break. But, I mean, what do you expect people to do? And, you know, now they're talking about some of these big cities. <laughs> Send social workers out. So oh, now, yeah, so now you're going to have the social worker hurt or dead. And the person with mental issues is going to end up hurt or dead or in prison right. for the rest of their life because that's not where they need to be anyway. But Absolutely. Like, but, yep, send the social worker out there. It, it's going to be well, interesting. I, I'm going to. I'm going to. I kept carrying popcorn with me because it's going to be a show. Yeah, all those mock videos up on social media are just about <laughs> on point too. They think all you need to do is send one social worker to a domestic violence. Well, I could tell you, I've been to so many domestic violence calls that ain't even funny. And I thank God every time that I make sure that my agency sends back up well, so, because it's some of the most dangerous calls you can go on domestic violence. Yep, because it, you know, obviously old man beat old old girl, so she wanted the cops to come. But the minute you put old boy in handcuffs, she realizes that meal ticket's gone. So she starts to physically attack you, stab you, shoot you, whatever. And I did nothing to her. Or you, you um, got the guy. Violence. You got the guy that's already having. Uh, he's already lost his temper or whatever, and he's having whatever issues he's having. And what I love is when. And I'll tell rookies, I, I don't really train rookies anymore, but I tell them, you know, you hear it all the time. Uh, you know, like, I used to hear, you know, other cops or whatever, deputies and stuff say, uh, or were there any weapons? You know, oh, no, no weapons reported. Well, first of all, if you go into someone's house, which There's I prefer to get them out of stuff, especially one of the most dangerous places in a house. The kitchen. Is the kitchen. Everything in there is a weapon. Yep. I want people out of their house. I don't want, I want like, no, come outside, let's talk. Because, first of all, I don't know what he's got hidden. He knows the layout of his house. And I'm, I want you outside. So, I mean, right. it's just, yes. Yeah, so when people's like, oh, no weapons involved. No, there's always a weapon involved. Because as soon as you show up, there's at least one because you have a gun on your side plus everything else you have on you. So there's Absolutely. always a weapon involved in every situation that you go to because you bring a weapon with you. So don't ask if, you know, if they say no, you know, I know why sometimes, you know, they're asking, does the person have a gun or a weapon? You know, what I love is, oh, she says he don't have any guns. You know, this motherfucker went and bought one today. I assume, right. I don't I don't ask because I just assume everybody has a weapon. Just like every traffic stop I make, I assume there's a gun in every freaking car that I pull over. Yep, same here, especially in Florida. There's a reason everybody pertains to us as the uh, gunshine state. Well, we, yep. uh, well, Louisiana. Everybody down here's got one. Well, in Louisiana, you don't have to have a permit or a concealed carry or anything to have a gun in your car. And you can have a gun anywhere you want in your vehicle. You can mount it in your vehicle. You can have it anywhere in your glove compartment, in your console. You have a gun anywhere you want in your vehicle in the state of Louisiana, and it's not illegal as long as you're not a convicted felon. Uh because your car in Louisiana is considered an extension of your home. So I just assume every car I stop has a gun in it. At right. least one. So anyway. now. So you had the old dude. I just made he jacked off for that long. I mean, he must have been uh, he, and you know what? He might have uh, he might like, have been I crazy. Too, I want I don't want to get too vulgar, but he they, might have been crazy though. I'm thinking he might have been crazy. That, but the that, dude that, never he, like he didn't ejaculate. That's what I'm saying. That might be why he was having a mental break. 
he might have been. I guess they were he driving me nuts if I beat it for an hour and it didn't been, He could have been going longer than that. I mean, he might have had a mental break that, you know, he couldn't ejaculate. And he just drove me crazy. <laughs> You're going to kill me over here. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. Ejaculation mental. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying. I mean, that could I could see that driving a, a, yeah, a that, person crazy. Yeah, that drive me crazy. That's for uh, sure. Yeah, be yeah. like, no, I'm not. That's, no, that's a little broke. too long. No, it's like, I know you, you can touch it. feels good. You can play with it, but you never get to finish. It's, well, like, play, what. it's like playing a game of Monopoly. You never finish. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I, no, that would I don't suck. Think, I'm 50 years old. I don't think I've ever finished a game of Monopoly. Could you imagine, like, you find a genie bottle, and that was, you know, you, you tell the genie, all right, well, I want the ability to always get excited whenever I want, and it, it, it goes away whenever I want as well. And they go, okay, done. But the one side effect after they do it is you can't get off. No, yeah, I mean, that's that just, would make you being, depressed. That's being crazy. I mean, you just go crazy. That's probably what happened to him, that poor guy. <laughs> it so, could be. I he never might, seen he might, him again, he, might, so. he might still be in the hospital, still going. I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, no skin left on his penis, uh, just a raw penis. Yeah, he's got calluses <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah, he's got really big for one big form. <laughs> well, I take—I don't think I told you. Speaking about mental health, crazy. I did I tell you that some woman stabbed the tires on my truck? Now, mind you, I didn't know who she was. This just happened. It's you know, I'm a I'm a civilian now. Um, did she did not I get enough? You? Did she not get enough money back on her tax return? Uh, no, it had nothing to do with work, and that's what I got irritated with. And I about choked her out because I, I was thinking, look, if I had a reason why you did it, I would understand. Like if one of my exes from twenty years ago found out where I lived and stabbed my tires, I would understand a little bit more than I did with this one. So she is crazy as a loon. All right. The neighbors, what they described to me is because they were out sitting around a bonfire in their front yard. And uh, I know you're familiar with my truck. It's, you know, it's lifted. I've got 36s on it. And I didn't know that she had stabbed everybody down the block's tires. All the way down the block. So it would be stab your tires, go to the neighbor's house, stab their tires, go to the neighbor's house, stab their tires. All while skipping down the block, singing Akuna Matata. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. <laughs> Literally, the entire song, while she's skipping, and between skips, she's just slashing tires. No words. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, so needless to say, what happens when you stab the side of a 100 PSI tire? Well, probably hissing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's the equivalent of a, a small uh, M80 going off. It, it was loud. So that got everybody on the block's attention. And all of a sudden, my phone rings, the wife's rings, and this everybody's screaming, this lady just stabbed your tires on your truck. Of course, I'm about to drink in, trying to relax for the evening, because it happened during the tax season. I worked 12, 14-hour days, so I was ready to relax. So I run out there, and all of a sudden, I just see my truck sinking on the right side that was facing the road. And... I go out and I see her progressing to stab all the neighbor's tires. Well, she wasn't just doing that. She was also throwing uh, fingernail polish bottles at people's cars for no reason. Well, I called dispatch and I, I did myself and uh, told them what was going on. And 
they, you know, they advised me, of course, go back inside. Well, that's not going to happen because this lady, they'll never find her. She's walking off into the middle of nowhere. Um, so I proactively follow her. Oh, the, the dispatch didn't say we're sending somebody out. No worries. No, they said, <laughs> yeah, we're going to send an officer out, go back inside and wait for the deputy there. In other words, we're just going to show up and report it. Simba, and I told him that she was proactively stabbing tires with a uh, about a good four and a half five <coughs> inch pocket knife. You didn't tell her she was singing the coup de Yeah, I, but <laughs> oh, it gets a lot better. So finally, I I I follow her, and we get to the corner, uh, not the corner of my block. We're talking three blocks over at this point in an abandoned gas station parking lot. And she finally turns around because she sees a large group of construction workers doing road work and proceeds to start belittling me and telling me that she's not going to live in a cage anymore. I can't keep her locked in my garage like a pet. And I just kind of stopped and I looked at my buddy and my wife because they were there. They they came with me. And you looked at your I, wife and said, I thought you blocked that. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I didn't. Because I just looked, I just said, what the hell? And I said, ma'am, I don't even know you. I just want to know why you stabbed everybody on my neighborhood's block or my neighborhood's tires. And you just cost a lot of people thousands of dollars for nothing. And she goes, because you were, you were going to sell me to Pablo Escobar uh, <laughs> as part of your heroin trade. You were going to brand me with a swastika on the side of my neck. And I'm like, okay, Jesus this Christ. lady's loony. So I told my now buddy. We got the, which, the, the Germans selling stuff to the cartel. Uh, yeah. So I told my buddy that used to be a Leo with me. Uh, that's the guy that comes up and helps for, for the tax season. Um, I told him, I said, dude, you need to call back dispatch and tell him she's completely signal 20, which is uh, mentally ill. And she's armed with a knife, proactively holding in her hand. And she started to walk towards me, and I told her, I said, ma'am, I'm telling you what. We need, a, soci- said, we need, we need a sociologist out here. We need a yeah, I told her. I, I said, ma'am, I, I don't believe in hitting women, but you keep coming at me with that knife with an aggressive manner, I'm going to put you down. Of course, dispatch heard that, so they expedited the officers. Yeah, now the now they actually turned their lights and sirens. <laughs> right, exactly. In the meantime, the construction workers come over, and they're like, is this man trying to bother you? And that kind of sent me. I just told him, I said, dude, she's armed with a knife. She's crazy as a loon and stabbed every tire in my entire neighborhood over here. We're just waiting for the police. And, of course, she starts telling them, you know, skinhead association living in a cage. And they're like, you can stand with us. We'll keep you safe. And I just said, that's fine. We'll wait on yeah, the deputy. Yeah, just stand by them. Yeah, don't stand by <laughs> until, me. It's, until, it's you know, way to she get thinks one of those happened to be Hitler and stabs them in the gut. Yeah, go stand by them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they did. And, of course, the two deputies arrived very shortly after and uh, immediately go over to her and just take her knife out of her hand. They, they didn't draw their weapons or nothing. They knew. I, I don't know if they knew who she was, but. It must have been a freaking uh, flyer. Lo- yeah. Local Looney Tune or something. Exactly. So she ended up, she handed it over. Uh, and I asked the deputy when she was in the back of the car, I said, what? What took you so long? And he goes, oh, it came out of a suspicious person. I said, are you serious? She was armed with a knife and verbally aggressive. So she definitely could have ended anybody out here. He goes, yeah, yeah, that's that's dispatch for you. 
Wow. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I won't talk about bad about dispatchers, but some of them could, you know, do better sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, no, I love dispatch, especially because some, some of them always made the best cookies. Oh yeah, my god. Well. <laughs> yeah, but that was just—it was wild. Uh, she ended up. She went to jail. I had to give all the video footage to the deputies, and it was funny because when we were sitting there watching the replay, because I've. I've got some like 36 security cameras on my house and I've got what was bad with somebody like that. She's nuts and probably ain't got nothing. So you still got to buy. Time well, yeah, that's the thing is, you know, like I, that. she, I later found out one of the neighbors felt bad for her and let them, let her put a tent in their backyard. And so let's uh, let the homeless crazy lady. Yeah. <laughs> So she's she's currently locked up. I mean, they even ROR'd her, and she's still at the county jail. So I don't know what the deal with that is. They have her in for a mental review, but and all that's going to do is let her off with the charge. She but I told the judge flat out, what's the point of going after her for restitution? There's She's not going to come up with $1,000 to pay me back for my tires. Just make her serve a little bit of time and whatever. She's you know paid her debt to society. I'm sure when the construction workers got her phone number so they can go out after. Yeah. Well, shoot, this happened like February. She's still locked up for that. It's probably the best place for right now. I mean, at least she's got somewhere to sleep and food. Right. Because let's think about it. I mean, if somebody walked up in your yard with a knife and then came after you personally, just as a civilian, screw the fact that, you you know, you got a badge. If, if you're a civilian, if somebody slashes your tires and then walks towards you with a knife in their hand, well, you and, good chance you might catch. You probably gonna catch some lead. <laughs> right in most states, that automatically I can pretty much define that. That's a deadly force right there. She's she's intending harm on you at that point. I had to do what I had to do, uh, but I, I I didn't go that route. Thank God, I already had a drink, so I left it at home. I. I I didn't want it to. Well, hell, I don't even walk my dogs in my own yard without a gun in my pocket. Just, I've been a cop for almost 30 years. I got a lot of people out there that don't fucking like me and shit. You just never know when somebody's going to, you know, grow a set of nuts and decide, or oh, that's that fucker, and, and pull up in my yard or, or whatever. Just people are just fucking crazy out there nowadays, period. I, oh, I yeah. I don't walk, I walk my dogs with a fucking pistol in my pocket just in case. Yeah, I, I bowed my grass with a clock on my so, head. I mean, but just that that night, I just said no because I'd already been drinking. I, I didn't want to, you know, be pushed over the edge and do something I'd, you know, go against. So, the my other buddy that was with me, he was armed, okay, and I know that if she would have rushed, tell your wife next time keep the damn cage door locked and she won't get out. Exactly, can't <laughs> let them people out. We got to protect Pablo Escobar. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it ain't dead. Didn't it? That's the one yeah, that he's dead. The, he's dead. The as narco guy, the, 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 the CIA guys or whatever killed him or whatever. No, that was the other one. Uh, uh, Pablo Escobar, I think, because I watched that documentary or whatever, he was killed down there. Yeah, I watched now, the other, narco, one of them narco movies. Yeah. It's good, but I'll tell you what, I can't watch it when I'm drinking because I, I hate reading things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I watched that movie, uh, along, the old Mel Gibson movie, Jesus Christ or whatever. Uh, oh, Passion of the Christ! Yeah, Passion of the Christ, and you have to read the entire movie. And right, so now you got to watch it twice to see what you missed I, while you were reading. Well, <laughs> left. I think I actually saw it in the movie theater. So I left with one of the biggest fucking headaches I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> 
from reading all that crap. It was just, it's too much. It's too much. They could have done it in English. Yeah. I, I know. I, I get what they're trying to go for originality. I understand that also, but, you know, I'm more I'm more busy reading than I'm paying attention to, you know, what's going on. Right. So. I, I prefer to watch a movie even if, you know, put the language in the language of the viewer. Um, no, I know what you like to do. You like to watch the Spanish uh, channel. Telemundo. N- news reporter girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I always love it when they're, they, they, I, yeah, their outfits. I'm like, you couldn't get away with that inside of the United States. <laughs> you just, there's no way. These girls are looking like they're ready to go on a dance club. I got, you a, buddy, know? I got a buddy. He's retired now, but he, he used to watch the show. I'm like, what the fuck you do? I said, you don't even speak Spanish. He's like, don't have a clue what they're saying. But damn, she looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that would, it is definitely it. All right. I know you have more stories. So, but stand by. I'm at an hour. So we're going to close this one out. <clears throat> we'll take us a quick break. We're going to see if we're going to do a part two or not. So, <laughs> as always, tell everybody at the end, you know, if you're law enforcement, uh, first responder, a veteran, military, whatever, nurse, you have some funny stories you'd like to tell, uh, email me, uh, MotorCopChronicles at Gmail. Hit me up on Facebook, MotorCopChronicles Podcast. I'm on YouTube. I do have a Twitter account at MotorC. I have a parlor. I've got to see if it's reactivated. I have been putting videos up on Rumble. Uh, also, like and subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch live shows on Wednesday. Sometimes I do these live. And to remember to always smile because the Iceman can be behind you. <laughs> I'm cranking up on the throttle. This 